to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. So I was asked tonight to share my testimony and then I'm going to share um, a bit of a message that's on my heart as well. And it relates. So you, who am I? I'm Nathan, and I grew up in a Christian home. I was adopted at a very young age, uh, before I was one, and I was luckily uh, put with my grandparents, adopted by my grandparents. So I had a really um, great childhood, the beginning years, uh, until I was about a teenager. And when I was about a teenager, I had to sort of make a decision. Am I going to keep with my family and keep following um, this Christian family or start hanging out with my friends who are non-Christian? And without really realizing, I kind of made the decision. I'm hanging out with my non-Christian friends. And slowly through that time, I really just walked away from my family, walked away from God, walked away from the church. And that was pretty much most of my teenage life. And I got to the age of 18. And most people thought I was quite a happy guy from the outside. But inside, I was very broken and very hopeless. I had no hope. And I was very depressed and started having really suicide thoughts. And I planned one day to um, end my life. And I knew that my family weren't home. Ironically, they were in Auckland going to a funeral. And I decided to go home, go into my garage, and um, perform this act to end my life. And I was in the middle of it, and then uh, my mum comes bursting into the garage and stops it. And uh, she was on the way to Auckland, and she was praying for me because she was very worried at that time. And she felt like God said to her, go and check on Nathan. So she came back and saved that situation. And then I went and got help from some doctors, and they were pretty good. But nothing really changed deep in my heart because I hadn't given my life to Jesus. So I continued this life, and it slowly got worse and worse again until I was about 21. And I was driving to work, and I just remember I was at this crossroads. And I was like, nothing has changed. Really, nothing has changed. I'm going to try and end my life again. And then the idea came into my mind, I should go to church on Sunday. And I thought, this is the craziest idea ever. Why would I want to go back to church? And I wrestled it really with this idea all day at work. And by the end of work, while I was driving home, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to church this Sunday. And if nothing changes, then I'll end my life. And I went home, and as soon as I walked into the house, it felt like someone was with me. And I was so confused. And I remember looking around the house and going in to each room, but no one was there. And then this fear gripped me, like, it's hard to explain, but it's like a feeling like you're always getting watched or something like this. There was someone there. And then I was telling myself, Nathan, this is all in your mind. There's nothing there. I really didn't believe in the spiritual world. And then the next thing I knew, the whole room went pitch black. I went straight down on my back, and I was just completely paralyzed with fear. And... The only way I can describe this feeling, the atmosphere in the room just felt like pure evil. And this huge weight was on top of me, and it began to choke me. 
And I thought I was going to die in that moment. I remember thinking, okay, this is finally it, yes. And then the name Jesus came to my mind. And I realized if I wanted to survive, I had to say Jesus. And for some reason, I had a desire to survive. So I tried to say Jesus, but I couldn't because I was getting choked. And then I tried with everything I had, and I just yelled, Jesus. And as soon as I finished it, I remember it's amazing. It's like before I had even finished the word, the darkness or whatever was attacking me disappeared, went out of the room, and just light came in. And I felt so much peace in my heart. And then I surrendered my life to Jesus. And then the following day is really where the real miracle happened. Because I have dyslexia, and all my life I had real trouble reading. And every, it felt like every sentence there was a word that I couldn't get. And I got my dad's Bible, and I had it, and I just prayed simply, God, help me read this. I want to know you more. And I turned to the book of John, and I started reading. I could read every sentence, every chapter, and just sat there. It was a Saturday. I sat there the whole day reading. And if anyone knew me, it was just completely nuts. And then the following days, I went back to work, and I would say to my boss, oh, I just need to take a toilet break, but I'll just go in there to read my Bible, you know? And it was just, God really changed my life from that point on. And God gave me a vision early on that my new found uh, faith in God is like a fire. And I really never wanted that fire to go out again. And I had an um, idea of just keep putting logs onto that fire so it can just burn hotter and brighter, so it can never be extinguished again. And what are those logs? Well, we hear from reading the Bible, listening to God, and praying, talking to God, and also fellowship. Iron sharpens iron. These are ways that our fire just continually burns brighter and hotter. But something that's been on my heart is hope, especially in this season. You know, it's such an exciting time because we get to talk about hope, true hope. Not hope that I get a present, or hope that I get a day off work, or hope that um, I meet with family, but more importantly, Christmas is a time where we really see God was completely in control, that he stopped the events of history with a birth, and that was Jesus Christ, who came and died for our sins, and he promised that he would come back and reign and rule forever. And now we have this amazing, incredible hope in him. But how do we get hope? What is hope? Biblical hope is very different than worldly hope. Hope that I buy a lotto ticket and then I hope that I win $10 million, that is, that is not hope. Real hope is that I know that Jesus Christ is going to return. I know what Jesus has done for me. But how do we continue to gain hope? I want to read a verse that struck me from Romans 15, 13. So if you have your Bibles, you can look at it. But I'm going to read it now. And Paul writes to the Romans in verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. These are really powerful words that Paul writes. He's writing to the Romans at the time, but he's also asking God at the same time. So what I have gathered is and from the help of doing some study, is that God gives us hope. 
In the verses a little bit before, in verse 4, Paul writes, For everything that was written in the past and was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught by scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So simply put, everything that God has said in the Bible, everything in the Bible gives us hope. That's how we get hope. That's what Paul writes. He says, hope um, by trusting God. It's a relationship. As we trust God, as we believe in him, other translations, or we have faith in him, then he gives us joy and peace and then hope. So if I'm bold enough to say from my own experiences, if you're lacking peace right now or joy, you might be at a point in your life where it's a warfare point, a battle point. Really, are you trusting in the promises of God or do you know what the promises of God are? Because they outweigh a lot. When you realize what they are, that helps your perspective in life. Through believing and trusting and our faith comes joy and peace and then hope. In Romans 5, 3, Paul writes, in suffering, have joy. Because in, in suffering, we know comes perseverance, then character, and then hope. When we go through a hard time and instead of bitterness and anger rising up, we can have hope, we can have peace and joy instead of this. This is confusing sometimes, but I see the Christian walk as a bit of a spiral up to Jesus, that we go through a hard time and then we look to Jesus and we trust in him. How? By reading our Bible and talking to him. And then God gives us peace and joy. And then for the next time, I would give a personal experience through this is that when about three or four years ago, I had a really good friend of mine, best friend. We were best friends since we were three years old. And one morning, a man came to me before everyone found out and said he committed suicide. And it just completely shocked me. I was so broken. And I was so angry at myself. And what did I do? I went to the Bible and I started reading and I put my trust in him. And through this incredibly hard time for me, God gave me peace and joy and then eventually hope because I realized the bigger picture of my situation, the bigger picture of life in general. That's why reading the Bible is so important. We realize the real promises of God and that's a solid foundation to build your life on is Jesus Christ. And this is our life as Christians until we don't walk just by faith, but we walk by sight when we actually see him face to face and we're with him forever. But the only way for that is to confess that he is the son of God and to really know him, to really build relationship with him. And if you don't know Jesus and you don't have a Bible and anything like this, please come to us afterwards. And we want to share more about who this amazing Jesus is. And there's many people here who can have amazing testimonies what Jesus has done for them. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for the gift of hope. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of joy and peace that we can get from you. The only peace and joy that is really real and real freedom that comes from you, Lord. 
I pray for people tonight who are going through a hard time, that as they call out your name, Jesus, as they look to you, as they find um, knock on your door, that you will open it, Lord, and that you will show them who you really are and the bigger picture of life and um, fill them with peace and joy. Just as Paul writes to the Romans, Lord, I just pray over everyone here that your Holy Spirit will be working and just filling people with your great hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at Huntley Baptist.